Welcome. You are now listening to the Soul Mechanics Podcast. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash soulmapping.life or Instagram soulmapping underscore life. With your host and personal guides, Aeon and Sophia, sit back and enjoy as they tune you into practical wisdom for the art of being human. Are you looking to awaken to the sacred, deepen your authentic connection to your soul level highest self, reprogram stuck traumas and conditionings and enhance your DNA? Soul Mapping is now teamed up with Elixir to give you the self-illumination pathway and self-illumination kit, organic technologies for evolving humans. Check out this exclusive offering now at selfilluminationpathway.com. What's going on, everyone? We're really excited to share with you today's Soul Mechanics podcast, and this is what, our fifth the show right yeah show number five awesome yeah thanks for being here we really appreciate you guys and today we're going to talk about prosperity consciousness and how to use all these codes and systems to unlock your abundance and working with the quantum and throwing in a little bit of astrology and different aspects to really pull a lot of this together. Um, a lot of us have been going through a lot of things with money and abundance and how do we build values. Yeah, values and, you know, how do we build all of these things that we're all building and to get to a place of our own sovereignty. And that's really what's happening on like a collective level. So yeah, we're really excited to share that with you today. So be sure to tune in for all this and we're going to talk about it and uh, just see what comes out. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And um, I, of course, I'm the co-host Aeon and I'll be you know, mixing it up and adding in my own special uh, insights to a lot of these different topics. Super excited that you are here with us right now and joining us for this little journey about abundance and how money and currency energetics relate to what's going on in all of our lives right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So why don't we start with talking about... Um, you know, what we've been through the last few years, because basically for those of you that don't know, Tom and I like left the country a few years ago, did some traveling, lived in Peru and Costa Rica. And pretty much we were thrown into a situation and initiation from the universe of trying to find our own way and, and living in places that were po like in poverty, you know, in third world countries that where abundance was not really seen financially there was a lot of abundance in other ways but um yeah we were kind of forced to learn a lot about money magic and alchemy and things like that um to kind of come into our own awareness because a lot of us throughout our lives are you know really motivated by how are we going to make money what should we do to make money and this ties into all the aspects that we talk about with human design and gene keys and astrology and all these systems and codes because 
when we try to initiate things in our lives and we try to go out and just make something happen, um, you know, we're really getting away from our own nature. So all this ties back into being yourself and being authentic and also knowing, you know, where you're getting caught up in the conditioning that's taking us away from, from who we are. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that. Also Venus retrograde and Uranus retrograde coming up. Um, so I think the first thing that we should talk about is reality, right? Because we need to have a, a good framework for understanding how we can work with the binary consciousness of this reality. So when I say binary consciousness, what this means is that you're made up of two aspects, right? And the universe is made up of these two basic aspects. Just like when we look at a fractal and we see that there's, you know, the infinite feminine that's like continuing to go through infinity and, and um, filling up all the space. And like you can think of the masculine as like the shape of the fractal that's that's working through that as well. Well, we have a binary consciousness within ourselves, right? All of us know that we live in a dualistic natured um, reality and that there's the this and the that, the yin and yang, black and white, all these different things. So this is probably the foundation of learning to work with this because a lot of people have thrown out the term, you create your own reality, um, you know, you can manifest whatever you want, but there may not be a, a, a whole like practical application to that without this knowledge that there are two consciousnesses within you. So you are the mind, and you are the form, right? You have the mind consciousness, which is really here to um, explore, to um, share experience, to research, to communicate. It gives us our greatest tool as, as humans, which is logic. Um, but it's also not the aspect that is the manifesting or the creator aspect. We can kind of think of it more like the, the child, right? It's here to be the passenger in the vehicle. And then that brings me to the vehicle, the form consciousness, the design, the aspect of everything really that is not the mind. So everything else has its own consciousness. So this is really more the creator aspect. It's also the aspect that can control the illusion or the maya, the reality. So we want to tune into that. And knowing that this is a binary consciousness, we can learn to... Uh, use the mind in a way that facilitates the form to jump into the quantum energies of reality in order to actually manifest and create the things that we want to create. So we'll be talking a lot about body intelligence and authority and just tying in a lot of these different aspects so that we can all tap into it. So I would say the first thing really is understanding that the mind is not the place of manifestation, right? Yeah, for sure. So, you know, in, in these systems, we know that the mind is really here to observe, right? It's here to watch what's going on. So when people have told us, oh, you create your own reality and all you have to do is envision in a very detailed way what you want. And that's supposedly how you're going to manifest. Well, you know, that's not exactly the whole truth. Um, we want to get into a space where we're listening to the form, to the body, and allowing the mind to observe what's happening to get out of the way because the mind is usually taking us away from our actual path. So listening to your body, um, and if 
I just want to touch on this really quick. Um, if you don't already have your human design chart pulled, you can either contact us at soulmapping.life and go on our website, or you can go to jovianarchive.com and get your free chart so that you can see how your mind functions, which is coming through all the white stuff in your chart, and how your design or the colored in areas, which is what your authentic energy and nature really is, how that's also functioning through life. That's another binary aspect mm -hmm. of, of how you are. So we were talking about the quantum, right? That there's infinite possibilities. And when we can tap into who we are, we have access through our, our undefined or white areas to tap into all these energies that are coming through and to observe them um, and to really manifest on this way from from the form so and this is also going to bring us into talking about how to collapse the waveform within the quantum so if we think of the quantum as infinite possibilities that there are many different timelines and um, ways that we could we could travel through time and all these different things that we have access to we understand that when we consciously choose something, right? Which means we have trusted our authority and we're coming from a place of correctness with inside ourselves, with inside the form. Uh, we have an opportunity to collapse the waveform and that's how manifestation comes about. And collapsing the waveform is basically taking something that is quantum or something that's more in like a wave, right? Um, it's, it's just a possibility. And you're collapsing it into something that you are bringing a conscious awareness to with, with the form. So when it comes to manifesting money and abundance, the, the first thing is that you have to be yourself. You have to be in your, your form um, and really in the body, mm -hmm. right? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's not what we've all kind of been led to believe, you know, with like the, the secret and all of these different systems. It's like, oh, if you just think it and imagine and, you know, make a vision board and do all of these things, then all of a sudden it's going to manifest. But we're all kind of seeing that that's not really the, the whole truth. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's really, we can, we can very much so liken the mind to... Uh, very much like a like a reflector. So we can imagine that we have all of these different potentials that are that are always present. You know, our our body is communicating and translating the environmental information for us in various different ways. And the mind is really there to select certain aspects of all of the information and sensory input that's coming in, so that we're like looking at these specific portions, right? Because if we were to take in all of the sensory information that's going on within the environment from the entire body all at once, then it would just be a sensory overload. And that would be something equated to like, you know, this ultimate godlike cons consciousness where there's basically experience of nothing but like pure energy. But the mind allows this filter to take place where we can select these certain portions of the experience and basically tune into them and only pay attention to select portions. And so that being said, the mind is very much like a reflector. And if we look, understand it in that sense, 
the mind itself doesn't really necessarily have any substance. It's just the reflection of a portion of the actuality or the reality that's going on. So this reflector, in a sense, has the capability to become or to reflect anything. And this is why we don't want to just rely or tap into the mind alone when we're trying to manifest because it's reflecting the actuality of the environment, the body consciousness, the feminine. And the feminine aspect or the the body consciousness is what actually has access to all of the 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 collective environment in the energetics of the present moment it's there actually tapped into all of the resources to what can and should and might be possible in each progressing moment as energy evolves and changes into these different forms and grows but what we can do with the mind is we can use it to tune into certain portions of of these frequencies and the potentialities and then kind of like reverse upload these portions we focus on these specific portions that you know we we kind of align with or that are in more alignment with the direction that we're trying to go this is like shining a light in a certain area when you're in the dark in the jungle you're like moving it around and shining it until you get to a specific place, you're like, oh, there's the pathway. That's where I want to walk. But it's still just a flashlight. So it's not like you're going to shine the flashlight to, you know, another country, right? There's still like a specific pathway that has to happen. And this is where the form consciousness comes in because the form is that, that kind of jungle that you're lighting the pathway into, right? Now, what we can do though is we actually can go into the form with this reflector of the mind. And again, we choose a specific path within what's available. So we're kind of reversing the flow of the light, going into the form consciousness. And out of all of the potentials that are available at the time, then we're choosing, okay, this is the one of the quantum potential and possibility that we're going to select. And this is kind of like, setting the program in the in the environment in the the form right or the subconscious you can call it all these different things but really this is like like into the computer of our body and we're going to select a specific software or program to run at the time out of the possibilities and potentials that are on the disk or the hard drive that is potential in that moment yeah, exactly. And that, that really brings me to a good point, too, because when you look at the human design system, if you're looking at your chart, the the top two triangles, the head center and the ajna, are really what compose the mind. And we understand that the mind does not have access to manifesting energy, right? And it operates over all time. So you can think of the past, you can think of the future. And the ajna center, which is the second triangle from the top, is also biologically correlated to the uh it's like the headquarters for the instructions of the entire body mm -hmm. so it's like exactly what you're talking about the mind is really putting in programs into the body and it's telling it what to do so when we're conscious of this and we understand this we can really become more of like a partner to the body exactly right as opposed to 
um, kind of being conflictive, right? Where it's like, oh, the mind's trying to take us to all this white stuff in our chart, which is who we are not. We want the mind to go, okay, this is our mechanics. This is what our energy is. This is where we need to go and facilitate the form in the body. Um, and we used to have this conversation about uh, the mind kind of correlating to like the government, right? Mm -hmm. And we know the government, the word is like the mint means like mente, it's mind. It's like the government is kind of like the collective mind. Right. So perhaps if we can tap into our microcosm of the form in the body. It's like tuning into the people's needs right. and the, the needs of the environment right. and the earth. Yeah. Yeah. And I was thinking about this last night. I was like, wow, the mind is kind of like a slave to the body, right? It's like kind of trapped because mm -hmm. the mind wants to go off and do all these different things, but there's limitation mm -hmm. to the body. And then the body is also kind of like a slave to the mind mm -hmm. because what we think and feel has a direct correlation to our health how our body feels, you know, just whether or not we're in alignment. So we can also increase our currency in our body through this, you know, internal government that we have, this little mind that can, you know, reprogram the actual flow of energy within our body, which is really powerful. So this correlates to our external manifestation Mm -hmm. of like energy and abundance as well because it's correlating to the currency that we have inside of our body. So how in alignment you are with your mind and your body is going to directly correlate to your abundance, right? So yeah, definitely. People often say health is wealth, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, just look at the, the fact that so we have, we have current, we have currency, <laughs> right? Currency that we have, the current... Currency, money, energetics, the, the thing that we use to exchange value and energy between people, which for the most part right now is generally speaking is like dollars of some kind, paper money. Now there's credit cards. There's also cryptocurrency. But essentially what all of these things are is a way to transfer energy in between people and right. in things. And that's what, just like in our body, we have energy that moves around the body and transports different types of things. Information. Information, uh, in the, especially in the nervous system, we have electrical impulses, right? The electrical impulses, these are kind of like, maybe like credit card transactions or credit, cryptocurrency transactions, something like this, right? And then that sends impulses to the endocrine glands and the organs and these different aspects and says, mm -hmm. okay, move the hormones, move the, the neurotransmitters, move these different sorts of things on a, on a chemical, more of a chemical level. So this is like once the money, the credit card transaction goes through, then Amazon takes the box of goods and it ships it off to the person or whatever, right? So what I'm getting at here is, like Danny was saying, our health is directly related to our wealth because everything, first of all, is a fractal and a hologram that we're experiencing. And of course, if we don't have the energy in our physical body to perform different work and things like that, then we're not going to be able to really generate much wealth at the end of the day. I mean, of course, you know, there is a certain amount that can happen if you still have a powerful mind, but you can't move your body. So you can maybe still run a company or something like that. But in that sense, there's still a lot of current and currency flowing through that mind. Then if you still have that capability, despite the, 
the the body not functioning quote unquote like the the rest of the the obviously the brain is still part of the body but um yeah and you know it's really about like this clear communication between these aspects so if we think of currency and abundance as like the flow of energy like you're saying and we look at the body and we can see that like is there a clear communication between the mind and the body so what has happened why are some people feeling like a lack of abundance and, you know, maybe feeling stuck and all of these things. And we all go through these different things in our lives. And it's because the energy is stuck or wound. There's a wound. There's a, you know, a a misfire, a disconnection that happens. And the mind is further taking us out to somewhere else that's not really in alignment. So, of course, we're not going to have abundance to go where we're not meant to go. So... When we look at these systems and we understand like Richard Rudd's system, the Gene Keys, for example, we can correlate this wounding, this, you know, lack of flow of energy and currency as like the shadow state, right? Yeah. It's where there's there's not really that much light because all this energy is kind of like stuck and wound down. And it's the victim energy. Definitely. You know, it's this energy of like feeling inside as well that like you don't have the power that you don't have the abundance that really what victim mentality is is that there's a disconnect somewhere right it's like on a on the root 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 level it's like you you feel a victim and really why because you feel like there was actually a disconnection you know if you feel somebody wronged you or if you feel something is wrong you know they wouldn't have wronged you if you're connected because they'd be seeing you and they would see that you were all one so that can be an aspect of it and understanding as well in the human design system all those white centers we have to know what those are right it's really helpful to know how they function so that you can use them as ways of clear communication and and understanding and insight of other people rather than feeling like oh I need to go and and compare myself and be like others and do things in a certain way you know, that's that's kind of where all these issues are coming from. It's from the shadow, from the truly the disconnection. Mm-hmm. That's the misalignment, the out of alignment stage is, you know, if you're not feeling the flow and the abundance, which is, is normal, and this is not going to be how your mind thinks it's going to be. So your mind might want a Ferrari, right? But, you know, if that's not part of your purpose and <laughs> all these things, it's going to look different. So we have to keep in mind that... What we're describing here is more of the form consciousness and not how the mind is going to perceive everything. Yeah, exactly. And Danny brings up a lot of really important mm-hmm. points that I definitely wanted to touch in in this uh, in this episode. We can definitely, if we want to see how energetic alignment works, or we want to discover truth about ourselves, or you know the the nature of the universe, or or we just want to actually progress on a timeline that's actually going to be in alignment, we can look at nature and how nature works, okay? And Danny was talking about disconnection. So the first thing we have to realize first and foremost is that everything that we see and experience is is one organism, right? Okay, and yes, I understand there is a separate consciousness that's going on within each individual, but... There's really just one organism here. And in that respect, you are and I am and we each are a point of light and consciousness of experience 
for one unified organism, okay? So the first point that we want to start with in manifestation is coming from a place of knowing, well, if there's just one organism here, it, am I ever going to, quote unquote, if I am this entire organism, just like look at, look at your, your body, right? Am I ever going to leave myself without any resources or the resources that actually are needed to perform the correct operations and functions within a unified organism? And the answer is no. Like we can perceive that we are cut off from the resources that we need, but we actually, what's happening in that perception is then as that point of light, as the co-creator, we use our own energy to cut ourselves off from that flow and abundance. So in, like I was saying, look at nature for a second, right? In this, this goes back to why, why you see the, uh, the all seeing eye on the dollar bill. This is because it's showing that money manifestation or energetic currency manifestation, true, the true power in it comes when you realize that you are that eye. So you're always connected to that flow, that constant flow of energy, like I was just talking about. And now we're also getting in the di to the difference between prosperity and wealth. Prosperity is a state of consciousness that comes when we realize that we always in each moment have available to us what is, ne what is needed to perform our operation in the greater overarching organism. And so in that sense, look at the tree, right? So if we look at a tree and how the tree bears fruit, okay, so nature moves around energetics in a way where that tree receives the right amount of light at the right time, it receives the right amount of nutrients, and then it bears fruit at a specific time, and that fruit then gets distributed into you know, the environment via the animals and the different things that it needs. And money energetics, currency energetics, work very much in the same way, where if we tune into our environment, our body, in the, the, just the state of the collective organism, we're actually tuning into this, this consciousness of being that eternal point of light for the whole organism, then we realize that there are probably signs around us in our environment of like what is needed to, to adapt because nature always wants adaptation and nature sends more resources and more energetics to places and points of life which are flourishing more so in adapting and it's like the forest gets its amount of certain resources and nutrition and light in different ways than the desert does but the desert gets what it needs because that's its role in the whole collective organism. Yeah, and it's really interesting. This brings me to the reading that we did for this actual uh, podcast. You know, we did a an I Ching reading just to see kind of what the energies mm. were of for this podcast, and we got the 57, right? So if you ever do an I Ching reading, it's super eerie because it's so accurate, and it's it's I can see now why it's coming in because the 57 is called the gentle wind, in the human design system, it is literally the birth. It's like the code, the genetics, the DNA that is the birth of all intuition. It's where all intuition arises, right? And it's existential awareness in the now. 
So, of course, throughout nature and everything and, and all the things that you were just saying, the only way that we can really access and, and understand what's needed and where to go is coming from that place. You know, it's like, oh, the, the every, everything is here. Even if you're emotional authority, which emotional authority is the solar plexus and it's operating through time, but you still need to be present to be able to receive all of this information because a lot of times what happens is when we're not present we are in our mind we are disconnected literally that's how disconnection happens is when we're just like off you know somewhere else and sure we might be connected to ourselves which that's great but sometimes we disconnect to like reality and, and what's going on in, in the, the existence so the um just like all of the awareness centers in human design like the spleen the ajna that we were just talking about in the solar plexus these are the awareness centers where we can have a conscious experience of what it means to be human um, all of these awarenesses came out of fear right so all of our awareness is actually coming from this place of fear and, and it's not necessarily a bad thing so when the mind goes into a fearful space we can use that as an indication of okay, I can overcome this fear, you know, we can use alchemy and transmutation to understand that the universe is really supporting us to go ahead and transmute it and to see what we need to do, whether we need to, you know, make a move or do nothing, you know, sometimes the fear just passes through like the wind. And with this one in particular, the 57 is the fear of tomorrow. So, People that, you know, are, are whenever we're in this code, we have a fear of tomorrow, like, oh, what's going to happen the next day? And so we miss, you know, the fruits that are falling from the tree right here. Right. Which is like what I was saying, the difference between prosperity and wealth, right? And we're coming down to semantics here, and this may not be the technical dif dictionary definition of prosperity or wealth, but let's look at wealth for a minute, like amassing actual like physical resources, right? So this is storing up, okay, now I got a billion dollars in my bank, I got 30 cars, I got 15 houses, you know, yada, 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 where prosperity is the state of consciousness where we're, again, we're always connected to that eternal flow. And when we're tapping into this greater awareness, this more higher level soul, cosmic consciousness, you know, whatever you want to call it, what we're tapping into is such a tapped in flow in connection to this greater organism that we understand that we are always given exactly what's needed in every moment. And like I said, there's an adaptability that goes on too, where if we don't feel or we think in our mind, we don't have enough resources at this present moment, it might be because we're caught up in our head and we're not syncing up with nature's nature's desire really to always be innovating and adapting and, supporting. and supporting and recreating. So it's like maybe we're not assessing our environment properly or maybe it might be our skills properly, right? Do we have this stack, uh, ma uh, this massive stack skill set and we're not being creative enough with that skill set to be able to adapt to the present. Is that maybe why the, the resources aren't there? And basically our higher self, the collective organism, is 
basically putting us in a position where we have to adapt and use those skill sets in a way that's actually going to support the rest of the collective organism. Yeah, and it comes down to also like when we talk about strategy and authority and getting into alignment into the center of your geometry of your of your fractal of your timeline of your energy signature if you're off if you're being someone who you're not if you're in the mind following these white centers trying to you know go off because you're fearful and you're doing things that you don't love because you feel like you have to do them for money then you're not really going to be that supported because right. You're, you're really only going to be supported for what you're you're here to do. Yeah, nature supports the creative energy. Yeah, I mean, if the tree, if the fruit tree tries to, like, you know, go off and be a hummingbird, that's not going to work. Not that the tree has some sort of awareness of that, even though they are very aware. But I'm just giving a silly example that, you know, the tree can't be supported trying to be a different kind of tree or a different kind of being. Just like in our path, all of us, if we can think of it, as we're each kind of like these um, organic computers that are processing through life. You know, we're, we're flowing with the currency of energy that's going through us. Um, you know, we're here to extract something for, for the whole, mm -hmm. right? We're here to, to do a mission, whatever that is, which is your incarnation cross. You know, when you look at your natal chart, it's a lot of aspects of your natal chart. Are, are telling you where your energy is. And it's not necessarily something that you have to do. It's something that you allow by listening to the universe, being in alignment with the form, listening to your body, being in the center of your geometry, which means not kind of going into the shadow, um, fearful state and going off with the mind and having the mind lead your life. If your mind is leading your life, meaning if you're making decisions with the mind, uh, which nobody has the mind as an authority in these systems, then you're going down a path that, you know, might look good at first because for the mind it's going, yeah, this is a great idea. But if you're not being supported and if, if things aren't manifesting very quickly or how you want them to manifest, it might be the universe trying to push you back into your alignment, right? So you need to go where the energy flows and you need to put your attention your intention, your your energy on what you want to feel. Maybe not so worried about tomorrow, right? The 57 about what's actually going to happen. Do I need to figure this out? What do I need to do? Really just allowing things to flow and process and, and releasing that pressure from the mind. You know, it's never really going to go away, but you don't have to take action uh, you know, from this pressure of the mind that's coming in saying, you've got to figure out your life. You have to think about your life and figure it out because that's all how we've all been programmed and that's incorrect. This is why there's so many issues on the planet. You know, when we take in all this information through our white centers, what we're doing is we're trying to ride on the energy of other people, you know, and it's not conscious, but that's what it is. We're riding on energy that's not our currency so obviously it's not very supportive. Yeah, it's like why do we why do we think that we're just now starting to see a lot of because of the cryptocurrency has a lot to do with this. We're starting to just now see we're going from this place where whatever it is, 1% or 0.1% of the the financial uh, the the massing of wealth is within a very very small percentage of the population, right? This is, again, this is like the mind 
with this fear of tomorrow stacking up all of this energy and it just sitting there in a place that is not able to be it's it's just now starting to properly redistribute to 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 the rest of the body right to the rest of the body to the the other areas of the the earth or portions of the population the other organs and glands and and different things like that these groups of people that are starting to form with these new innovative and creative ideas and like Danny was saying you know we can go back again now to the currency being related to the current in the body because what the way that our body works and the way that nature works the creative energy the energy of creation and basically this innate kind of like a desire and passion within us it's this deep say, deep centered <laughs> i'm having a little trouble talking I you were right now you're going to say satan <laughs> i was like what <laughs> this this like deep level of energy within the body that's like our core kind of like passion our soul level intelligence like Danny was saying this it it's basically is what we're meant to do here just like the tree so this is the current right this is the creative current and so in order for us to actually manifest the abundance the satisfaction the success these different things that we want we're going to have to be in alignment with that energy for it to consistently be flowing but even in those states we'll get to a point where the energy stops flowing for a minute and that's to get us to review something maybe to go inside and do some sort of and to use what we've already received right use what we've received go through some sort of internal work this could be like the winter of our life where you know the resources have stacked up a little bit and now we got to go through this little winter period and we go in and we meditate and we study and we read and we do things that you do in the winter and then summer comes back around again well, you spring up yeah and th then you <laughs> spring up you know oh the resources ran out and nature starts to kind of shift the energy Create again new creations. and there's new creations, you know? Yeah, definitely. And you know, it's, it's amazing too, because what we can understand about this is it's more about listening to nature listening to the universe, because a lot of times we feel like certain situations that are coming into our lives, you know, the mind is trying to resist it. Mm -hmm. It's resisting the shadow um, which then in turn brings the victim consciousness like, oh, I didn't want to, you know, leave this relationship, but this person's breaking up with me. Well, you know, maybe that's, that's necessary for you. You have to like accept, embrace and allow whatever really is happening. And it doesn't mean being passive, right? It's not like, oh, I'm not going to do anything and just let people walk all over me and, you know, don't charge for my services and, you know not speaking up for when it's unfair and all these things, but every moment in the 57, right? what we're learning about the 57 is that there's all this communication coming in from all the energy that's always supporting us, the, the energy that really created this reality out of the quantum. So we just have to listen to and understand what it's calling forth. Is it calling forth for us to make a move? And yeah, the mind might have an issue with that. The mind might go, well, I don't really want to do that. You know, all these things. So that brings me to another point, which is about expectations, right? So if we are living our lives and say that the mind is, is giving us an idea that, oh, I need to go out and do this or that. 
you know, and it's trying, we try to go out and do it, which none of us are designed to use the mind in that way. But let's say we try to do that. Then we have all these expectations in our life. Well, if I go out and do this, I'm going to get that, right? And we have this expectation that comes in, which we're normally pretty disappointed because the universe has a whole different pathway for us, you know, um, which the universe is still you. It's who you are. It's your higher self. It's another consciousness. But so expectations need to be understood you know if we are going through that life with all of them and having all these expectations it's going to be very hard to listen to the universe because we're just going to be frustrated we're going to be angry we're going to be bitter we're going to feel limited which is going to lead us to trying other things that are out of alignment not only that it's <laughs> that expectation is disconnecting us consistently from a new first of all, a new kind of like magic that's being created each moment, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than being, you know, in a state of kind of more like awe and wonder at the just the constant creation and change and development that's going on. We have the, the expectation gets in the way. And not only that, but then as the, the anger or frustration or whatever it is comes in, then we're blinded to all of the quantum potentials that are present in that moment because well, we stopped the flow. We stopped the flow and we've constricted the potentials to the anger and frustration. Yeah, and, and that's the wound. That's yeah. All the energy gets wound up. So, you know, when you're working with other people or you're going through something in your life, try to be in as much flow as you can, even if your mind is telling you, wow, I'm angry. I'm not saying ignore anger or frustration. These are still communications that you need to pay attention to because it's indicating to you, okay, something about this situation I need to pay attention to. I need to, you know, com either communicate with this person or I need to change my path. Like what is the universe really calling forth? What is this relationship problem calling forth for me? Um, so it, it kind of brings us back. If you are feeling that you're, you're like disappointed or let down, from these expectations that you have, you can easily do a transmutation and turn it into gratitude or appreciation for what's coming through and really be open rather than resisting and, and closing and trying to ignore or, or cutting avoid. off the energy. Yeah, disconnecting. You know, you can be appreciative for what's going on and to accept it so that you can make these shifts and say, okay, maybe I was a little bit out of alignment. Maybe I was trying to operate out of fear consciousness rather than awareness consciousness. And now I'm in this space where I'm feeling frustrated, angry, bitter, or disappointed, which are all the themes of all the types, right? The manifester, projector, generator, and reflector. We all have these different kind of themes that come in when we're out of alignment. So really being more appreciative of what's going on is a good practice for manifestation, uh, especially when you're using your currency. If you're paying for something, if you're signing that credit card slip and you just bought something, rent really, or utility bills. Yeah, yeah, especially rent and all these, these things, we need to be appreciative for what we got in exchange for that. So if you're paying your rent, and you're feeling like resistive and you're kind of like, oh God, I got to pay rent again. 
you know, rather than putting a little smiley face on that check and thanking your landlord, you're sending a message out to the universe when you're disappointed or, or resistant that that's where you are energetically and that's the waveform that you collapse in the quantum and you will just keep seeing more of that. Right. How are you going to creatively manage more abundance and more energy if you're already cutting yourself off from what's there? You know, right. this is like if the collective organism is the manager or the boss at work, right? And you're, let's say, quote unquote, in the, the employee position where you're doing as little as as little as necessary and you're pissed off every day about what you are doing and you kind of have all of these energetics, the president of the company is not going to come in and go, hey, you know, like I wanted to give you a promotion to become the vice president and now make a half a million dollars a year or something, you know, because you have to work with these energetics in a way where we're learning how to manage the energy where it is, where we are like a kind of like a profitable uh, profitable member of the the company or yeah, the, we're, we're the collective organism. We're extracting the, the information. Yeah, we're mining what we need to mine. You know, with the mind, <laughs> and yeah. then the body, and the form, and everything. But you know, and if you are in your life and you feel like you're on a hamster wheel, you might be like spinning your wheels and you know working really hard and not seeing a lot of stuff manifest. Um, you know, it brings me to a point of understanding that there are these plateaus like you talked about with the winter or the the fall and the time to kind of take stock of what you have and to use what you have and being appreciative and being resourceful right not being mm -hmm. wasteful uh, because we do have everything we need if we are being existential in the now and being aware and like um, really intuitive to what's going on in the now um so if you're feeling that you're on this hamster wheel, you might want to reconsider the type of work that you're doing. You know, are you just posting a picture of a piece of fruit and you on, on Facebook and hoping that you're going to get some clients to, to coach? You know, if you're doing that every day or, or just kind of pumping out um, qua uh, quantity rather than quality content or putting yourself out there and, and things like that, you may want to reconsider that and focus more on the balance between rest and integration and reflection in order to have the integrity and the quality of what you're putting your work into. Because mm -hmm. sometimes we miss our creative opportunities because we're just like, oh, I just got to do something now. And you just start doing all these things. You might be getting involved with a lot of things that aren't going to be producing your fruit, right? You're not going to have anything to to harvest from it. So, <clears throat> you know, if we're, if we're planting the seeds out of fear and lack and spreading ourselves super thin and we're not really tending to the plants correctly, you know, they're not going to grow into this space. So, you know, scaling back on how many things you're doing and, and what you're doing. Is it making you happy? Like, do you feel satisfied and peaceful and successful and surprised with what you're doing? Do you enjoy the process of it? Yeah. Do you enjoy the process of it? Or are you working really hard and not really getting much out of it? And this is where coming into the human design system and looking at our natal charts and the gene keys, we can understand within our codes who exactly we are, what we're here to do. Because actually a lot of people about, you know, 30, 
35% of people on the planet are not here to work. And they don't even know that. You know, you might not even know that. But if you look at your chart, you might realize, okay, I'm here to be a facilitator and I bring success to everybody. For example, if you're a projector, um, you know, if you're a manifester, you're here really to initiate something new into the world. You, you change the quantum for the builders, which are the generators, you know, and if you're the reflector, you're here as like an oracle to see all the potentials. You make anything possible and you can be the first one to see when there's going to be a problem, right? Because you're so open. So it's really important to know how you function, what your specific mechanics are, what your path is, what your incarnation cross is, what your natal chart energies are, you know, where is your center of your geometry? Because if you're not in the center of your geometry, if you're not making decisions as yourself and being authentic and who you are, then you're not really going to be that abundant. You know, you might be producing some things but it's not really going to be your creative purpose it's going to be a homogenized you know conditioned program this is what i think i should do type of work mm -hmm. um and that's that's not what we're here for and everything that aeon and i really um are trying to share with all of you is is how to tap into your uniqueness you know all of us are here to be completely different to be doing different things and it can be hard living in this world because we're you know influenced by the tribe which is our family and our friends and we're pressured that if we don't do things how they do them then we're, we're not going to get the support of the tribe anymore. You know, the same with the collective. It's like we're not going to get to share our stuff out in the world if we're too unique and too different and nobody gets it. So we all have kind of a combination of all these energies. And when we understand how they function, we can realize the parts of us that um, some people might not really understand and to be okay with it. You know, like this is who I am and that's great. So... Yeah, and one other thing I wanted to touch on too is like building foundations, you know, um, <clears throat> especially if you have a lot of line ones or um, if you're looking at your chart, your human design chart, and you see the numbers on the left and the right, which are your arcs or your angles, the, the energies of the neutrino streams that make up your space and your fractal, and you see a decimal point and then a one, this is where you are spending many years, maybe up to 40 years, building a foundation of things. So some of this stuff takes time. You know, you might be trying to be abundant and have these expectations of, wow, I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this now. But, you know, Tom, Tom's laughing right now. He's got a lot of line ones. <laughs> yeah, I have like... You have I, 10. Yeah, I have 10 <laughs> line ones. Like half of my chart is line ones. And I can totally resonate with what Danny's saying, you know, especially as somebody that is a 5-1 manifesting generator, which means <laughs> with, the, with the channel of charisma. So at yeah. the end of the day, I basically have more creative energy than most any other profile out there. So, you know, it's He's a lot of times a hamster on a hamster wheel sometimes. Yeah, I spent years of misalignment in my mind, sh giving out all sorts of creative energy and not really getting anywhere. First of all, not realizing that I'm supposed to be spending so much time developing like a massive solid foundation that yeah. may take years. <laughs> and the way that, you know, the way that my energy system works, especially is like foundation, 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 foundation. And then there'll be like an explosion with a five of 
what comes from building all that foundation. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, wow, there's all the abundance. And then it's back to foundation again. And then it's like these quantum leaps or jumps, uh, you know, and everybody's profile works different. Yeah. yeah. Some people like projectors, especially it may be, it may be more of just where you're moving into a situation, providing your guidance, and then you're, you're compensated in a lot of different ways for that, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and it's funny too, cause that channel of charisma is also like the channel just being busy all the time. So you might have this in your chart and not even know it. I, I know a lot of people who have this channel and um, not many people are functioning correctly from it because it means that you're a manifesting generator. So you have a tendency to um, want to go out and like initiate life and, and take the first step with things. But really, you can access this charisma, this channel that allows you to get three times as much, you know, stuff done in one lifetime that is very impressive to the world only if you're coming from a place of response. So the energy has to wait, which is really hard. It's the sacral center that's connecting straight up to the throat. And um, as we know, the, the throat is the center of manifestation. So it's like the sacral is empowering the throat. So it's constantly like pumping this energy up going, oh, come on, come on, keep going, busy, busy, busy. And um, so you may have energies like this in your chart and not even know about it unless you, you look into it, um, which could also be taking you out of your abundance. You, you might be feeling like you're so busy, you're doing all this stuff, but nothing's really coming in. Um, so yeah, you know, we've, we've got some, some astrology that we wanted to mention. Tom, you want to tell them about the, the transits that are coming up. And I just want to preface that the transits and the planetary alignments that are separate from your natal chart or your birth chart is really kind of like the weather, right? So we don't have to, um, always like some of the things that are coming in with astrology may or may not be correct for you. Right. So we'll keep that in mind. Yeah. A lot of it's about awareness. It's, it's just like looking at the personality, a lot of it in the human design system, it's for the mind. So the mind can go, Oh, okay. Like now I understand what's going on, you right. know, but not actually necessarily acting on it all the time. But yeah, anyway, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty aligned and significant that we're doing this talk right now. We we're coming to the point where Venus is about to go retrograde in Scorpio while simultaneously coming into an opposition of Uranus that's been retrograde now for a little bit in, in Taurus. And a lot of what this is about is a total ascension and restructuring of all of our value systems. Okay. We have, Taurus, which is one of the main uh, one of the main rulers of Venus. So Uranus, the planet of ascension, awakening, innovation, electri radical change. radical change, rebirth, revolution, a lot of these different themes for the planetary lens of Uranus because each planet is really like a lens or a filter for information or the neutrino stream. And so Uranus in Taurus, Venus's sign opposing, Venus in Scorpio. And so what this is saying is we're going through this just the the 
the opposition is the second most powerful of all of the aspects in a, in astrology, the conjunction being the first. And some people also say that they're, they're basically the same level of intensity, but so there's this opposition of these two different aspects of our lives that seem like they are opposed to one another or that there's no way to reconcile them. And so a lot of this has to do with a total restructuring, again, of our value systems. Uranus in Taurus is so much about, this is about what are the things, the physical objects, the material things, our relationship with the material. It's an ascension of that in the values of that, these things that come to us to support our, our core soul level identity. This is exactly what we were talking about. This is saying that there's going to be a leveling up of those things that the universe, the environment is sending us in order to creatively support a new identity that's coming out or a new direction, new projects, different things like that that are birthing in our life at this time. And then we have Venus going retrograde in Scorpio. This is all about a reassessment, reevaluation of desires, sexual energy, the occult. This is why, of course, there's so much stuff coming out, starting to come out about the, the pedophile rings and stuff like that. And then we have this opposed to like the energy that's going on with all this stuff about like Nike right now and in equality in those areas and uh, corporations. So we're going through this radical transformation of what we value, like where, where are we putting our money, we're, we're desiring that the where we're putting our money and our value systems reflect more so a higher level nature, something more intentional. We're looking at more and more about where our products come from, the quality of them, are, are they in alignment with our higher self or is this just something that we're buying and spending money on just because? And so a lot of the shifts that are going on are putting us in positions where that kind of has to happen too, rather than just having maybe just a bunch of money to spend on whatever it's specific money coming in or value coming in to direct towards these, the, again, this, the creation of this new identity, because once we embody something new and something different, then our environment and the space that we're in has to conform and to support that so that we can navigate in the reality. And then Venus retrograde, this is all about getting to the bottom of our desire, our relationships, our energetic creative exchanges with others, really immersing ourselves and transforming. We're going to be looking a lot at you know, what comes after death this is a big part of Scorpio. So this is like aligning ourselves with like a legacy or an identity that is greater than our, our current self or something that's actually going to last in a way that it's not just going to impact us. It's also going to impact our children, our children's children, the, the future of humanity, but also our internal energetics of, you know, what, what does exist after the death state and, you know, the, our, our karmic connections with people are very important to this time period as well. And so basically what's happening is this opposition where there could be aspects of ourself where that connection, that deeper creative desire aspect of ourself and how we're connecting with people emotionally may seem like it's not quite 
may seem like it's just opposed in some th- sort of way or it can't be reconciled with this what the universe is giving us right so we want to keep in mind a lot of what we've been talking about in the show as we go through these shifts right because this really is all about at the end of the day this is all about bringing a balance between the dualistic forces this is about just being in the present where it's not about good or bad or this or that or these different things, but realizing that in the present, we're, we, we come to an acceptance and embracing and allowing of what's here in this present moment and working with it in a way where it's, we're connected to that authentic self. And the duality that's going on in the mind isn't even going to come into play at that point, where there's really only one choice in each present moment when we're aligned. When we're aligned, there's only the choice of being aligned with our authority, and there's only one possibility in that case, and that's really how we collapse these waveforms. That's forms. how we navigate and yeah, and, exactly. and process. You know, it's what we're doing. We're processing out all this information. So, yeah, awesome. And just so you guys know, if you weren't aware, Tom does a daily video. On the astral weather report. Yep. So we can see what kind of codes and and really the directions of where the neutrino streams are coming from. So we can see the weather and what type of filters or what planets they're going through. Um, and you can compare it to your chart and see where you're going to be activated during that day and um, you know if it's going to align and just just really interesting and and helpful to know. Um, also, you know we do readings. So if you would like to dive further into your charts we we do one-on-one readings you can check out at uh, soulmapping.life exactly and, and then we have our another another really awesome offering uh lately as well go to selfilluminationpath.com we had a recent new project and company elixir organic technologies for evolving humans and enhancing life and we've teamed up with Project Soul Mapping to give you the self-illumination path, which is all about internal consciousness technologies. A lot of the stuff relating to things that we talked about today. So these are practical tools and methods and day-to-day ways to incorporate some of these concepts into your life. Mm-hmm. Yep. So thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Don't forget to check us out. We appreciate you. And uh, tune in to our next episode. Thanks so much. Bye.